Welcome to Middle School Mayhem, surviving your kids' awkward years. If you're a middle school parent looking for practical tips and advice on raising your preteen or teenager, you've come to the right place. I'm your host, Bill Renner, and I'm here to guide you through the ups and downs of parenting during these challenging and exciting years. Each week, we'll explore a different topic related to middle school, from communication and discipline to mental health and academic success. I'll share my own experiences, not only as a principal, but my other favorite title, Dad, as well as insights from experts and other parents who have been through it all. So, if you're ready not only to survive, but thrive through your kids' awkward years with grace, humor, and honesty, join me for Middle School Mayhem. Today, I'll share five tips to help you talk with your preteen and avoid the dreaded struggle of miscommunication. You'll hear tips on using your body language to send the positive messages, how to avoid lecturing and still get your perspective across, and you'll discover the power of humor and how to crack those walls of seriousness. I know, I'm supposed to be preparing my teenagers for life and all, but it's hard when they know everything. Yes, talking to preteens can be a bit challenging as they're at the stage of their lives where they're developing their own identities and trying to figure out where in the world they fit. Of course, nothing is fair, and some resort back to the me stage that you thought was long gone with those terrible twos and those thorny threes. However, with some patience, understanding, and a few key tips, you can have a productive and meaningful conversation with your preteen and actually enjoy it. The first tip is to listen actively. And what that means is to listen closely what your preteen is saying and try to understand from their perspective. Show them that you're interested in what they say by asking questions and making eye contact, such as when the phone rings or the text chime announces itself, let it ring and stay focused on your child. That will send a deeper message that you care and you care about the conversation that you're in. Of course, when you're done, you can check those missed calls or latest Facebook updates. Remember, maintaining eye contact by looking directly at the person who is speaking shows that you're fully engaged in the conversation and interested in what they have to say. When they're talking, gently nod your head. That can signal that you're paying attention and understanding what the other person is saying. When you lean in with your body slightly toward the person who is speaking, this can show that you're fully focused on the conversation and eager to hear more. When you present yourself with an open body posture, meaning keeping your arms uncrossed and your body facing the person who is speaking, this can convey that you're open and receptive to their words. Along with verbal cues such as phrases like mm-hmm or I see can show that you're active listening and processing what the other person is saying. And by using these body language cues, you can demonstrate to the teens or preteens that you're fully present in the conversation and interested in what they have to say. This can help build trust and create a safe space for them to share their thoughts and feelings. Aretha had it right. R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Being respectful meaning treat your preteen or teen with the same respect that you would want to be treated with. Avoid talking down to them or belittling their opinions. Saying things to your teen such as you don't understand or you don't get it or can't you figure it out are statements that might run through your head. However, remember this, 
their brain hasn't fully developed. And no, they don't have nearly the same experiences as you. If they aren't able to figure out the problem, remind them, or better yet, show them how to divide the situation into chunks for them to develop mastery. Here's another fun fact. The amount of time it takes to master a skill varies depending on the skill itself and the individual's natural ability, their prior experience, and their level of dedication. However, the general rule of thumb is that it takes around 10,000 hours of deliberate practice and master a skill. This 10,000-hour rule was first introduced by psychologist Anders Eckerson, who found the most successful individuals in various fields, from music to sports to chess, spent around 10,000 hours practicing their craft. So keep in mind, when they forget to take out the trash or don't clean the room, it literally will take you 10,000 reminders. It's also important to note, simply putting in the time and practicing for 10,000 hours isn't going to be enough to master at something. The practice needs to be deliberate and focused with a clear goal and feedback mechanism in place to help the individual improve their skills over time. The next one is avoid lecturing. Preteens are at a stage when they're starting to assert their independence and form their own opinions. So try to converse with them rather than lecturing at them or giving them a one-sided monologue or that you know best. This is where my dad comes in. My dad can build, fix, or rig anything to get back to work. He has every tool under the sun and for those just-in-case moments, he'll be ready. So as you can imagine, he's my go-to guy when it comes to me trying to fix things around the house. Once we were installing low-voltage wires for our phone, and my wife and I thought we needed the type of wiring that would help with internet connectivity, but my dad was sure we didn't need any of that sort of thing. We didn't need this fancy internet, and where we should go with are the standard wires that he's used for years. We tried to explain that the internet wasn't going anywhere, and we thought we conveyed our message. To our surprise, he showed up at our framed house with wires in hand that he thought would be best. He even started wiring before I arrived, and after that day, we were done and ready to check it off the list. So when we fast forward to move-in day, the phones didn't work. The cable guy starts yelling, who put this cheap wiring up here? I'm going to have to redo this entire thing. As I looked at my wife, whose laser eyes I could feel burning my skull from across the box-filled room, I share this with you to help you remember your ideas might not be your child's. It doesn't mean you need to agree, just listen and seek to understand. Number four on the list is be open-minded. Be open to hearing their opinions and views even if they differ from your own. Encourage them to express themselves and to think critically. And as always, remember, you are the parent and may need to set up some parameters that work best for your family. Practicing an open mind with a child involves being open to new ideas and perspectives and being willing to listen and learn from your student. So here are some ways that parents can practice open mind with their preteen or teen. Encourage open communication. Create a safe place where your student feels comfortable sharing their thoughts and feelings. Listen to them without interrupting and ask open-ended questions to encourage them to express themselves more fully. This will be key in the years to come. You'll also want to respect their opinions. 
showing respect for your child's opinions, even if you don't agree with them, by avoid criticizing or dismissing their ideas and instead seek to understand their perspective. Speaking of new perspectives, be open to their learning and be willing to learn from the child as they may have different insights and ideas that you haven't considered before. Be open to trying new things and exploring different viewpoints. Avoid judgment is the next one. By avoiding judging the child based on their appearance, behavior, or interests, allow them to be themselves and encourage them to pursue their passions and their interests. You'll also want to think about modeling open-mindedness. When you model open-mindedness and curiosity in your own behavior, you share your own experiences and perspectives with your child and be open to hearing theirs. By practicing open-mindedness with your teen, parents can help their students develop a sense of self-worth and more positive outlook on life. This can lead to better communication, stronger relationships, and a greater sense of trust between the parent and your child. And the last one is using humor. Now, humor can lighten the mood and make a conversation more enjoyable. However, be mindful of the type of humor you use, as preteens might have the same type of humor as you. Here are a few ways that you might want to use humor in your home. Using self-depreciating humor. When appropriate, use self-depreciating humor to show that you don't take yourself too seriously. This can help ease the tension and make your teen feel more comfortable. Anyone that really knows me knows that I live by rule number six. And rule number six is never take yourself too seriously. The next one is sharing funny stories. When you share funny stories from your experiences from your own life that your teen can relate to, helps break the ice and make the conversation more relaxed. Finding common ground. By finding something that you both find funny and use it a way to lighten the mood. This could be a shared interest or a funny meme or video that both of you enjoy. Don't force it. Humor can be a great way to lighten a conversation, but it's important not to force it. If the conversation is serious or the teen is not in the mood for humor, don't try to force it. By using humor in a conversation with their teen, parents can help create a more relaxed and positive atmosphere. This can make it easier for the teen to open up and feel comfortable sharing their thoughts and feelings. Overall, the key is to create a safe and trusting environment where your preteen feels comfortable expressing themselves and knowing that you're there to support them. By applying these ideas, you can help build strong and healthy relationship with your preteen or teen that will last into the years to come. There are so many things to remember, and because you've listened this long, I want to share with you a handout that you can print off or snap a screenshot to help you navigate through the awkward years of middle school. You'll find it in the description. Thank you for taking the time to be a part of Middle School Mayhem. I'm your host, Bill Renner, reminding you to never underestimate the power of love, laughter, and the unwavering belief that you are making a difference. So, until we meet again, keep embracing the challenges with open hearts, finding strength in the journey, and cherishing awkward yet beautiful moments that come with raising extraordinary individuals.